You're listening to The Novice Experience, a podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges commonly encountered by students and young people. I'm Calvin Chan, and chatting with my guests, I'm going to take a deep dive into their meaningful stories, the lessons they've learned, and how they can inspire others. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Novice Experience. Today I have a very special guest. She's in the professional services industry, and she's going to share with us her experiences in life, education, and career. Her name is Manny Dillon. Hi, Manny. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Really good. I'm so happy to have you join us today. Uh, I know that you started a blog recently. It's um, mannydillon.com. And uh, after we record this podcast, we're going to work on a blog post together and we're going to talk about um, sort of this creative outlet for us. You know, you starting your blog and um, me starting this podcast, um, The Novice Experience. And we're going to talk about how um, that this passion blends in with uh, what we're doing in our lives. Yeah, I'm super excited. You know, started off as a little quarantine project for when I was getting a little stir crazy, but it's just been fun, you know, a creative outlet, something I can go to for literally anything. And it's been a really good way to connect with people, um, family and friends just to see what I'm up to. So I think it's been really fun. I'm looking forward to keeping it up and I'm looking forward to our little collab post. So it'll be good. Mm -hmm. And we'll We'll remind our listeners um, at the very end of the podcast what the social media account names are. Um, But uh, if you want to read our blog post, it's mannydillon.com. That's M-A-N-I-I-D-H-I-L-L-O-N.com. And uh, Manny, before we start, I get my guests to um, sort of tell our listeners um, their origin stories. So where they're from, uh, what are some of the most defining moments or experiences in their lives that make up who you are today? Absolutely. So I grew up in both the U.S. and in Canada, and I've had amazing experiences, you know, in my childhood in the U.S. and kind of my preteen, teenage years in Canada, where I went to high school. That's how we met. And one of the things I feel like defines me and who I am as a person is I like to say that I'm a doer of many things. For example, I've grown up playing multiple different sports and activities and musical instruments and even school extracurriculars. I feel like I kind of just did a bit of everything. I don't think by any means it makes me a pro at anything, but I just feel like I have so many experiences that make me not regret that I didn't do something or if I didn't like something then I just stopped doing it so I would say that's just kind of what defines me because it transcends even into what I do in my professional life where I get to work with so many different people multiple projects um, across different industries and so and I'll and we'll get into that later but um, I feel like that's always been something that's been a part of my life where I just have a lot of exposure to a lot of different interests and passions and hobbies that I, as I get older, slowly start to narrow down, kind of. <laughs> Great. And and our listeners will get to know you more in our Give Me Five segment, which is sort of a rapid fire style um, question and answer. Um, you can give one word answers. You can give a really long answer. There's no right or wrong. Let's start with our first one. Who inspires you? My biggest inspiration is 
my family. Um, I'm particularly close with my mom, my grandma, my grandpa, and I feel like it kind of changes from time to time depending on maybe what's going on in my life or maybe my mood. (laughs) But if I can pick or pinpoint one person, it would be my grandpa, so my mom's father. And he is the most hardworking, dedicated person that I know who strives to go above and beyond to care for his loved ones. And if I could be a fraction of who he is in my lifetime, that's honestly enough for me. He's my biggest supporter. He's always happy to hear about what I'm doing in my life. And he's an inspiration because my mom, especially recently, he has learned a lot of stories from his childhood and when he started his career and his life. And she'll tell me, and I'm just in awe of the person he is and the person he's become and all of the challenges he's overcome. And it makes me reflect and think back on any challenges I have. And I just tell myself if he's able to do and overcome the challenges that he has, then I can deal with whatever's going on in my life as well. I totally agree. My my own family is one of the biggest motivators of you know what I'm passionate about and what I want to do. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, question number two, describe yourself in three words. So this will be more like a phrase and the f- first word isn't going to be very valuable, but it's going to be an introverted extrovert um, mm. because <laughs> I don't know if I'm really creative with this, but I think it's because it really combines my personality. I'm both, I'm, I've always been known to be very extroverted and very bubbly. Um, everyone sees me as super like smiley at work and all of that, which is great. They're all positive attributes that I definitely have and want to maintain. But at the same time, I can work very well independently. Sometimes I do need my own me time. I need that maybe Sunday evening watching Netflix alone by myself to recharge. Um, So for the most part, I am more extroverted, but I definitely need that introvertedness to recharge a little bit to power through the upcoming week. Yeah, I I think that you know, introversion and extroversion is such um, a vast spectrum that um, it's not exactly one or the other. Um, question number three, name a dish you like that's not mainstream or totally underrated. So this might not be a dish per se. Well, it can be. So my cultural background is Indian and one um, one ingredient or one um, dish that is really common in Indian food is paneer, which is like like a cheese. So think of it as a cheese that doesn't really melt, which sounds kind of weird. It's kind of it looks like tofu, and it soaks up the flavors of whatever it's cooked in. So it's a really good like vegetarian option, for example. So you can literally get like if you're familiar with butter chicken, you can get like butter paneer, which is just kind of pan fried paneer with um, the butter chicken curry, basically, and it's actually one of my favorite things. Like my grandma makes it for me all the time and it I never get sick of it. I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's just maybe not as well known, but 
I've had I've introduced some friends to it and they've they've really enjoyed it. So it's definitely a very yummy dish. <laughs> yeah, that does sound very yummy, and I'd like to try it someday. Um, question number four: If you could have an unlimited amount of something, what would it be? I feel like oftentimes in our lives we encounter those moments where we want the where we want the time to sort of pause. We want to soak it all in um, and never want to let go of a particular moment, basically, whether, you know, you're with a loved one or you're celebrating something or you're traveling. I feel like I want an unlimited amount of those moments where um, I'm in kind of awe of what's going on around me. And I want the moment to kind of freeze so that I can soak it all in. Um, or I'm celebrating something and I'm just in pure delight and I don't want that feeling to go away. I don't know if there's a word for that. I feel like there is, but I can't think of it. But just kind of that feeling of like pure content and happiness where you just don't want that moment to end. I definitely want unlimited of those. Right. And knowing what you just said, Manny, the last question is, if you could relive one experience in your life, what would it be? Probably when my sister was born. Um, so my sister's 14 years younger than me. And although she's a big kid now, I still vividly remember the day that she was born. Um, and when I saw, first saw her in the hospital and I held her for the first time, because I was a teenager, so it is a pretty vivid memory. Um, up until then, I was an only child and I'd always wanted a younger sibling. It, I don't know why, I just didn't like being an only child. And I feel like that's an unpopular opinion amongst only children. But when she was born, I just remember feeling so overwhelmed with happiness. And when I held her for the first time, I definitely had that feeling of time pausing and just not having a care about what was going on in the world because I was looking at her cute little face. And um, I definitely felt really emotional. And I can totally understand what parents mean when they say they like saw or held their children for the first time. And it was like, the best experience of their life. I feel like I can understand that even though I'm not a parent, but I definitely was very content when I saw her and I was extremely happy. And she's one of my favorite people in the world. I mean, it, I can't not be happy. So I definitely think that was a very precious moment in my life that I would love to just experience again. That That's a really sweet moment to relive, Manny. Okay. <laughs> Okay, moving on to our interview, would you like to introduce um, to your guests what your current job is? Yeah, so I'm a consultant at a big four firm, um, and I work in the uh, advisory function, and I've been there for just over a year now. Um, kind of like what you said earlier, I am what we call a client service professional, so the work that I I do and the services that we provide are to help our clients, which are organizations ranging from many different sizes all over across um, multiple industries. Um, in advisory, we work with our clients to help them navigate opportunities and risks within their businesses. So it could be like cyber risks or operational financial, etc. And although I'm a consultant, and that's my official quote title, 
clients look at myself and my team and call us IT auditors or IT specialists, um, external, internal auditors. And that's basically kind of the hats that I wear on a day-to-day basis. Hopefully that wasn't too much jargon. I feel like it's a little bit hard to explain what I do um, until, or it's a little bit hard to explain what I do when there isn't a lot of background in it. Like I didn't really know that this field that I'm in existed until I was exposed to the job. It's not like a job that you hear about growing up, you know, like when I was younger, I didn't want to grow up to be where I am today, unfortunately. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and I guess this is sort of the topic of our podcast. It's being okay with not knowing uh, where you're going, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. your early life and in school, but navigating that, navigating your passions along the way. Um, So we'll we'll get into that a bit more. But uh, before we um, do that, what did you study in university? And um, what were some extracurricular activities you did? And um, you know, what particular experiences led you to your current job or your field of work today? Yeah, so I studied business administration with a focus in finance and information systems. And I think when I started university, I was involved with a bunch of different clubs, organizations, extracurriculars, and I worked my way up to narrow down what I really wanted to focus in and um, projects and experiences that I wanted to actually dedicate my time to. Um, So I started off being involved in a bunch of different clubs like Women in Business, Finance Association. I actually, I think in my second year, was involved in a business fraternity. We actually opened up our chapter at my university um, because it wasn't there before. I had a friend who had a connection and she asked me if I wanted to be involved in this new project that she was starting up, um, which was opening up the chapter of the business fraternity. So I got to be a part of that and on the leadership board. I was actually also in a sorority and I was also on the executive board and held a bunch of other positions throughout the years. Um, I think those are some of the main ones really. And it seems like, you know, you, you were in a lot of activities that were, you know, community-based, you're in a group of people, you're in teams. What particular um, skill um, did you gain from, you know, being in those um, team-based environments? Yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, how to work with teams and the Mm -hmm. interpersonal relationships. I think when you're in these organizations and you're working on real life projects or starting something up or problem solving on something that actually impacts another person and not just a classroom project that's really just going to impact your grade, that really makes a difference in how you learn about how someone else works and how it it helps you to understand how you work in those environments as well. You know, how much pressure can you handle? How can you work with other people? How do you communicate? I think that's key. Um, And how do you respond when things get a little tough? Or how do you communicate when, you know, when challenges happen? And that's inevitable in the real world. So I think those are all really key skills that 
you don't always gain from just the classroom experience. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I realized that when, you know, as an engineering student, I went on my co-op work terms um, or uh, internships um, and being in the actual workplace and working with people from different backgrounds and years of experience, uh, perhaps different genders and ethnicities as well. And just getting that exposure of, you know, being at the bottom of the corporate food chain, but having to, you know, still deliver on your objectives and, you know, your project work and having to use that, you know, relationship building skills to connect with people and, you know, earn your respect and build that trust with your colleagues so that um, you you could get them to, you know, help you on their projects. So um, I, I think, I feel like, being in an environment where you're required to, you know, know, get to know some people and build that trust is so important. I totally agree with you. And Manny, did, did you, you know, do any internships as well when you were in school? Yeah, so I interned at the same firm that I'm currently working in. So that's actually how I got my full-time job offer. Um, a little backstory on getting the internship it kind of just was something where I met the right people at the right time, but I was also empowered by the people at the firm who I met, who made me feel like there is a place for me and there, there is something out there that can align with my educational backgrounds, my interests, my goals, and just the company culture. Like, you know, like you said, it's important to relationship build with other people with different walks of life and background um, and a lot of that you get from the internship experience or working outside of the classroom and so that was a key thing in my internship experience was really understanding how to build those relationships with the people that I'm working with as well so um, that was kind of like the biggest takeaway that I had when I interned because that's that was my first taste of this new lifestyle that I'm going to adopt a few years after um, my first taste of the corporate world, um, how to navigate working with other people who are also not just my peers. Um, they're people who have different positions or have different ages and backgrounds. Um, some of them have families. Some of them are not local. Some of them have grown up in that area the whole time so it it really is I think for me my internship experience is very much about connecting with other people more so Mm -hmm. than not saying more so than the work at least but you know they want to also see that I'm a good fit to connect with the people because the work that I do is all about relationship building we not only just work with our colleagues but I we communicate with external um quote colleagues as well like our clients that we work with on a daily basis so having the relationships with everyone that you're working with is key Mm -hmm. and i know for some students uh, when they go on their internships they're given you know specific tasks and for people who are especially in more technical fields you're basically just going to work every day to finish those tasks and do what you're told. And you're most likely interacting with your team or your direct supervisors. Um, but Manny, like you and I know it's it's really important to expand beyond that and, you know, interact with other business units. 
and other teams and learn about what they do and how they contribute to the you know to the company um so for a new student and for someone who's contemplating doing internships how do you make the most out of your work terms i think that one of the key things that I'm still empowered to do is to be vocal about what I'm interested in, what's important to me, what are my values, what do I want to learn and gain and grow into, and make that known to either my team or my direct supervisor or whoever is involved in the growth of your career, even if you're an intern. and you'll find the connections that way. It might be a little bit harder when you're an intern because you're only there for a certain period of time. But just making it known, you want to learn about X, Y, and Z. And you want to talk to someone who has had experience in a particular industry. You want to talk to someone who has worked on some project you're interested in or someone who has had a similar background as you. Um, I think those are all really important to build relationships because one of the key things that has helped me build relationships is to find those commonalities, you know, whether it is someone who's part of a similar organization in college as I was, or someone who has had a similar educational background or favorite restaurant, even similar hobbies, like anything and everything is so valuable as long as you really make that impact and make that impression on someone that you care about them, you care about your growth, you care about your learning and the work that you're doing. Um, and a lot of, and all of that should come with a positive attitude, not even should, it absolutely must come with a positive attitude and an eagerness to learn and grow and build those connections. And it can be pretty evident if that's not authentic. Yeah, I, I totally agree, especially with, um, you know, just values and, you know, what you want um, as a student and being keen enough to set those goals for the internship so that you, you, you're making sure that you're on track uh, throughout the, your time you know, at a company. And I remember one time when I was starting my um, co-op work terms, what we call them here um, in, in Canada, I think, um, is that uh, my boss got me to do, you know, the corporate orientation and then, you know, setting up IT, just getting to know my team. And then the next thing is uh, finding out my, what my personal values are. And I, re- I really appreciated that because we did an activity to find my top five values. And then um, they sort of revealed, you know, what the values of my other teammate, teammates uh, had as well. And it really helped me realize that, you know, they cared about what I valued. And that, uh, when we moved on to goal setting, um, they understood what I was, where I was coming from, and was able to help me achieve the goals and what I want to learn there. So being, um, uh, or I guess understanding that not all students may have this opportunity to do, you know, this values exercise and goal setting. I feel like um, everyone should do it on their own before they start work to understand what kind of person they are um, before yeah, you get. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, before you get out to meet new people, you need to know yourself first. And I, I think that's most important. I totally agree with you. It's it's having that uh, positive attitude um, that you're going to be a different person when you're, when you're on the other side of the internship. That's really important. Um, and my next question would be, you know, um, 
after you've graduated, now we're not talking about internship, it's after when you graduated and you were, uh, before you started your first job, how did you prepare yourself? Uh, you know, obviously there's a big difference from when you're in the classroom and when you're actually starting your career. Uh, Manny, how did you prepare yourself or, you know, was it even possible to do that? <laughs> oh, Calvin. <laughs> um, if I'm being completely transparent, I don't feel like I did really anything to, quote, prepare myself. Um, I knew what I was going into. Unfortunately, I, I had the prior experience from my internship to have a glimpse of the work that I'm going to do, or at least the people I'm going to see or the office that I was going to walk into. I really didn't do anything to prepare other than just take a breather. Like I'm done with school. Um, enjoy my last summer. I get really sad when I say that, but enjoy my last summer and really be excited about this new chapter of my life. It can be a little overwhelming and scary. And even though I was going back after being home for several weeks after graduating and going back to a city that I went to school in, and I'm going to be living with friends from university, I was still very overwhelmed by this new chapter. Like, I'm not going back as a student. I'm not going back as um, to a place that I once considered temporary. There's a, there's a little bit of permanence to this newness that I am about to experience. And I think really the only thing I did to prepare for that was to just let that sink in and to honestly just deal with it. Um, find that support system. You know, fortunately, I was surrounded by friends. I have a supportive family and just kind of deal with it and let it happen. Like also accepting that things are not going to fall into place immediately. Um, that's kind of the whole point. It, it's all going to come together gradually. It's going to, you're going to slowly see the pieces kind of work its way together. Right. And yeah. I, I think I think maybe you were fortunate enough to have worked in in where you're at right now uh, as an as a student as an intern, um, and then, so you're you're sort of familiar with the environment that you're about to go into, albeit you know a greater role. Um, but for people who are graduating and you know not sure what they're going to do with their careers in life, um, and and those who are struggling uh, and stressing out about, you know, not knowing what they're going to do. Uh, what do you say to those people? Uh, is it okay to not know what you're going to do, you know, what your next step would be and sort of navigate it along the way? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think even though I have this job and this career that I've worked towards, I still have so much to grow. I still have so much to learn. I don't know where I'll be in five years. I don't even know what that will look like for me, but I think it's okay to not know. And I think it's more valuable to have an array of experiences that you can learn from and consolidate all of that and then figure out what you want to do. Even when I started university, I was in the business school, but I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I was in business school. I bopped around from wanting to do accounting and then 
wanting to do marketing and then finance. And then I actually took a computer science class and that made me realize that I was interested in learning more about fields and technology, not necessarily as a computer scientist or a software engineer, but just tech was interesting to me and I wanted to see how I can integrate that with business. So then that's how I got information systems um, in the business major. We have to take one core class that covers our concentration. So like an intro to marketing or an intro to finance. And then I took the intro to finance and I realized I really liked that and it was a strength of mine. And I was able to slowly figure out what I wanted to do within my major. It wasn't an immediate thing. And I remember being really stressed out about that. Like my first year, like I wish I had it all together because I was always surrounded by people who were so sure of what they wanted to do, even in high school and in university. So mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I think society tells us that the quote unquote better people are, uh, are people who plan ahead and know what they want to do. And we take, you know, these planning courses when we were in high school to find out, you know, what school we oh want my to go God. to, right? Like what career we want to pursue, <laughs> what kind of skills we need to get. Um, and that creates this environment where we think that it's not okay to not have a plan. And I, and I feel like that's incorrect. I think a lot of people in our society don't know what they're going to, about to do. And that's the, I guess that's the beauty of being uh, young, right? You have the freedom to pick what you want to do next, uh, where your passions will take you. Um, and I, I remember for me, like I, very early on, I think when we were doing a, a career exploration project, I was thinking of like biomedical engineering. So it's like the more medical fields. And then I, you know, I got, I really got into aviation and airplanes and flying when I was in air cadets. And then that led me to taking mechanical engineering. But um, through that, I you know, I learned that I really like the project management side. Um, I like to work with people and I, I'm more geared towards, you know, doing bigger projects, perhaps in the civil world. So um, for me, it's uh, along the way, like it, your interests and passions will change. But for me, what's important is that you take advantage of every opportunity you get um, if your gut tells you that it's what you want. Uh, because the people that will come along the way and the lessons you'll learn along the way will shape who you are and it will lead you to where you're ultimately meant to be. And I think that's the beauty of being young again is that um, you get to a point where you're meant to be. Um, it, it's okay not to have a path to you know where you want to be. And I remember um, you know, one of the uh, famous Canadian astronauts, uh, Commander Chris Hatfield, he mentioned that he didn't want to be an astronaut when he was younger he didn't know what he was going to be but you know, I had no his, idea <laughs> his passion and interest led him to you know learning about um you know space and space exploration and being an expert in that field and that's where he really found his passion so he stayed with it and now you know he's sharing his passion with the world and you know the younger generation I feel like that's such a beautiful story and it's okay um to not know where you're going to go next yeah absolutely and I can tell you right off the bat planning 10 I don't think I did anything near what I wrote down in that like career planning, university planning, like booklet that we had to fill out. I'm pretty sure I wrote, I wanted to go to school in 
California. I think I was I was really into psychiatry and I thought about doing med school or something like that. And clearly I didn't do that. So it's okay. And that was seven, eight years ago. So a lot can change between when you're 15, 16 years old to early 20s. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. And Manny, why do you think it's important for someone to keep an open mind, you know, throughout their academic or career paths? And when I say open mind, it's not just like, you know, what you're going to study or what you're going to do for a job, but open mind as in, you know, internally and mentally as well, being open to, you know, new lessons and new experiences and meeting new people. Why is it important to keep, you know, that sort of open mind? I think it's because you don't know where it's going to land next or you don't know what the value is until you experience it or you need it. Um, For example, an experience of mine that I didn't really realize until recently that has been pretty constant in my life. Um, Well, like I said, I had all these different interests and I played multiple sports and musical instruments and was involved in a lot of things, but something that I felt like was a constant in my life was writing. And I didn't really realize that until quarantine. Um, when I was younger, I wrote a lot of poetry. My mom still brings up that I have all these poetry books and I tried to make shift, quote, publish it by printing stuff out, um, you know, photocopy, scan, little like gadgets and stuff to make like a little cover um and when I was really into music I was into songwriting that's still something I do from time to time I'll write something down on my phone um probably never look at it again but it's it's still like an important piece of my life and I always really enjoyed those kind of classes um I know in school I'll complain about writing an essay or a paper but you know, I didn't always hate it. And then in university, I actually became a writing tutor at the library. Um, And that was actually a really awesome experience because it helped enhance my problem solving skills that I use on the daily at work. But I was able to help other people with this constant in my life that is writing. I was able to serve other people and to provide them with any knowledge or feedback, um, any advice. And it was really awesome to connect with people through writing as well. I got to learn so much about my university community. And I think that if I wasn't open to those experiences, if I wasn't allowing myself to experience those, I wouldn't be where I am today because so much of my growth, my development, my hobbies and passions have really stemmed from just this innate desire or ability or just gravitation towards towards writing. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think people who try out different things, um, maybe they're not interested in it at first, but um, if they try out different things, it gives them a higher chance of finding something where they really love and enjoy for the rest of their lives. So you're not pigeonholed into doing something. For example, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm being told to be a doctor or a lawyer, um, but they don't actually enjoy it. 
um, that that's sort of being pigeonholed into something, you know, you don't actually like for a profession. Um, yeah. We're nearing the end of our podcast, Manny, uh, but to to end off here, what's one advice you give to someone who's about to graduate college or university? Just enjoy it. <laughs> I think it can be really easy to get caught up in a lot of the stress that we face in the world. And I'm absolutely guilty of that. But if you're about to graduate, I know right now it's crazy times and it's definitely not what everyone is expecting, but still soak it all in. Sometimes I still miss being a student because it's a different lifestyle. It's a different experience. Just have fun with it and be excited about whatever next chapter you have. If you don't know what that is exactly, that's okay. You're going to figure it out. But don't beat yourself up about what you have and what you don't have. It's eventually going to fall into place because we're we're young. And that's it's okay to feel a little misplaced sometimes. Growth stems from discomfort. Manny, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience today. I, I, th- I thought that you were very insightful and I really appreciated um, what you shared. Before you go, could you share with um, our listeners again um, you know, what, what your blog is and how they can find you on social media? Yeah, for sure. So my blog is mannydillon.com. It's M-A-N-I-I-D-H-I-L-L-O-N.com. For some reason, when I used the, my, the actual way my name is spelt, that domain was not available, unfortunately. And same with the associated Instagram for it. It's it's Manny Dillon. So same way that MannyDillon.com is spelled with two I's and Manny. Manny, thank you so much again for being here. And uh, to our listeners, thanks for listening to this episode of The Novice Experience, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Novice Experience. Our theme song is Concrete Jungle by Audio Binger. You can find us or reach out on social media at The Novice Exp. That's The Novice EXP. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on all your podcast listening platforms. Talk to you next time.